888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting interview for you today. In today's episode, episode 321, I'm on the line with none other than Perna Malik, a conversion copywriter and founder of Content Bistro. She crafts profit-boosting sales and email copy for high-impact launches and has worked with industry leaders like Amy Porterfield, Bushra Azar, Carrie Wilkinson, Katrina Springer, April Perry Wilson, and many others. This is a service-based business that she launched via her blog and is one of the uh, it's one that has become very successful over the last few years. So I brought her on here to talk about how to launch a service-based business from your blog. Why? Because I believe this is one of the best ways, the quickest ways to start making money using that awesome content you're already creating. It's something that I've done and I think it's something that can be a real benefit for you. So building a service business, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Berna, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hey, Leslie, thank you so much for inviting me. And I have to say, I love your intro music, okay? <laughs> it is just what you need to, you know, really get you in the group. And that is one of the reasons why I tune in each time I head out in the evening for my power walk, because it just gets me <laughs> <even> moving. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's well, really, really well, fun. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. You know, when I'm doing my podcast and I'm getting started, I want to be pumped because I know yeah. that you're about to drop some awesome content content and I want to get excited for it so that you know the music has to reflect that right yeah. absolutely absolutely and yeah you're so right about all the awesome content yeah I'm so excited to be here and I can't wait to share a lot of tips and techniques and strategies that I use to turn take my blog and uh-huh. you know really start a service-based business that's yeah bringing in 200k for us this year so oh I love yeah. that Okay, Absolutely. so we met we met uh, not too long ago, and it was <laughs> at uh, FinCon, right? Success Incubator, success actually. Success Incubator. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so there was Success yeah. Incubator, and this my memory is like terrible. I don't even remember where it was <laughs> in the U.S. Where, where was that? Yeah. Oh, that was Dallas, and of course Dallas. you remember. <laughs> no, honestly, honestly, I was just yep. thinking about it before we started. I was like, where was that? I'm getting all these states like messed up in my <laughs> mind. But anyhow, we met there and we started talking about what you were doing. And it just seemed to me it was like, yeah, I got to get you on the show to talk about mm-hmm. how you built what you've built. So let's go like way back. Let's jump into the time machine. And we're going to mm-hmm. go way back in time to when you started your online business for the first time. When was yeah. that and what were you doing? Sure. So this all, the whole thing started about eight years ago. Um, it was November 2008. And why I remember is because I was a new mom. My daughter was nine months old. And 
while I love being with her, <laughs> I wanted something creatively stimulating. Now, I'd worked in corporate my entire life. And, you know, I know people say they don't like their jobs and they want to escape the nine to five. But honestly, I was happy because I was doing uh, communication skills and training and, you know, helping people be better communicators and all of that. So I really loved what I was doing. But I quit when I uh, you know, got pregnant with Manini, our daughter. And um I opted to stay at home, uh, so you know one of us would be there with her always. Okay. And while that was awesome and I just loved it, I was also going out of my mind because I needed to, you know, engage with other grown-ups. We didn't have a big social mm -hmm. circle where I stayed. My family, our extended family, lived out of the state where we weren't, you know, living together uh, with them. Or so I, I just needed, you know, some creative stimulation. So I did what every you know, mom does. <laughs> I started a blog and uh, it, it, I just started it as a journal, honestly, you know, okay. because, and yeah, very creatively, I named it the mom writes because yeah, it was my journal. So November, 2008, I started this and I started writing about, uh, you know, things that I was doing at home or, you know, things that were working with my daughter or um, even, you know, challenges that I was facing or how I was, you know, making life easier, you know, talking about menu planning and organizing and parenting and all of that. And, um, and I got on to Twitter because a few other bloggers who started commenting say, said, you know, I shared your post on Twitter and I was like, okay, I need to check that out. <laughs> so, um, I created an account on Twitter, got on Twitter and then, um, the blog somehow, you know, started getting noticed by, by readers, like people people started leaving comments and it was very exciting and then um I think about six or maybe eight months later you know I started getting emails from people saying okay would you want to write for us uh, hmm. you know started off as guest posts and then you know and they uh, went on to hire me and um and I and then you know I also started getting noticed on Twitter by a lot of people. At that time, Twitter was like what Facebook is right now, you know, very engaged and, you know, there were Twitter parties and all of that. So the same businesses started saying, hey, would you want to manage our social media too? Because you're really active on Twitter. And I uh, I was like, okay, um, but I need to know what I'll be doing. So <laughs> I, I took a few courses uh, and that's the beauty of, you know, being online is that you can start learning really quickly and you know for very little money you don't have to enroll for a course and or you know go for it, something that's really expensive or you don't, you don't even have to leave your home and um and i started doing social media management for just a handful of clients they were like i think two of them at that time so, so really so quick before you even move on from there the, the 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 people that are approaching you to write for their blogs and for mm -hmm. to do social media management was were mm -hmm. those like parenting blogs that were re related yeah. to the content that you were you're writing about yeah yeah exactly green living and parenting blogs were my niche because that's what i was to write about and Got it. they used to read my posts and they used to say okay we really like what you're doing so would you want to write for us so i did a few guest posts for them and then they were like let's make this a regular thing how much would you charge so i reached out to a friend of mine because i had no idea how much to charge and yeah. i reached out to a friend of mine who was doing writing uh you know who was a writer uh for other sites and i was like okay so um, how much do I charge, you know, in fact, her name's Angela England, and I've met her for the first time when I visited Dallas, uh, oh, this cool. <laughs> last, 
Yeah, so she, yeah, she's been there throughout, and she, I was, I used to be like, okay, and I have no clue what to charge. So she was like, okay, how many words? How long is it gonna take you? And you know, help me with the pricing and things like that. And then, uh, so things were going okay, and this was very part time for me. You know, I was having a lot of fun. I was, um, it, it used to be great because I used, to, I could spend time with my daughter. Um, I was at home, and I was making a bit of money as well, um, but. And my husband's full-time job was still the one that was supporting us. Yeah. Uh, but then what happened was around January 2010 is my husband got really, really sick. You know, so uh, he was in a lot of pain, and he uh, in his in his joints, like his jaw, his shoulder, it spread to his legs, and the doctors here just couldn't diagnose what was wrong. So we were just going from one doctor to the other on medications and treatments and things like that, physiotherapy, and uh, you know, he was just told he's got everything from arthritis to TMJ to gout, whatever. So wow. it was crazy. And it finally reached a stage where he couldn't go to work. He was in so much pain. He just couldn't go to work. He was working with American Express and uh, he had to quit. So there we were with no job, no real income, because mine was like really part time. It was, I think, just like about a couple of hundred dollars. And that's like, that was like nothing. And we had medical, very, you know, medical bills that were really high. And our savings were being depleted really, really rapidly. We were like eating our way through our savings, literally. So um, now I couldn't go back to full-time work uh, because our daughter was still really young and uh, mine was sick. And someone had to be at home to take care of both of them. Yeah. So, so 2010 was in quite honesty one of our worst years because he was in bed rest. He just could walk. So, um, and I had to do like, you know, drive my daughter to her play school, take him to physiotherapy and the other doctors and then come back and all of that. So, and, and wonder, okay, how are we going to pay for our electricity bill next month? Or are we going to have enough in the bank? So, so we, uh, so what happened then is that I, started reaching out to clients and saying that, okay, you know, we want to do this. Uh, the only way was to kind of ramp up on the writing gigs that I was getting, you know, and start earning, uh, earning more from them. And, uh, and I shared a lot about our challenges on our blog. Mm -hmm. I shared that my husband was sick and a reader reached out to me. Um, and she said, you know, I would, I would recommend you get his, um, pH levels tested. So um, she uh, she was a friend and, you know, she'd um, been following our journey and she said that, you know, get his pH levels tested. And when we did, we found that he had, you know, chronic inflammation. So we started working on our diets to, you know, get better and um, eating cleaner and things like that. And and along the way, I started reaching out to clients and saying that, you know, we and I spoke with Mike and we, I was like, you know, we have a good thing going right now. And mom rights is getting clients and we could, if we work together and you're better, you know, we could really grow this. So 2010, we spent the whole of 2010 just, you know, working on his health and 2011 when he started getting better is when we um, decided to do, to start this, like a service business and go at it full time and see if we could, you know, make it work because he'd been out of the workforce for about a year and year and three months by then. Mm. And, 
it would have been a challenge for him to go back. And he still wasn't 100 percent. So uh, so this was our only option. Mm. So March 2011 is when we started like reaching out to some of our past clients and telling them that we're doing this full time and, you know, please send us some referrals or if you've got more work, we'll be happy to take this, take it on. So, uh, so yeah, so Content Bistro as it is now was actually called Social Media Direct at that time. That's the name we came up with. Again, because we were against the wall and, you know, in no position to kind of go overthink things. Uh And uh, so we just thought, okay, so Social Media Direct sounds good because I was doing social media and, you know, blog content writing for businesses. That sounded nice. And you were like, okay. And we had uh, no money to get our website done. So again, reached out to a former employer and um, and I asked him that, uh, you know, I need we need to do this, but I don't have money to pay you. So he's, he did it pro bono. He set up our website. It wasn't the best looking site, but it was there. And um, and yeah, so this was like, you know, the first year was like a lesson in, in humility and just hustle, like real, yeah. So, 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 so a, a question about uh, your decision to start the uh, social media direct, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you had this blog that was a parenting blog. You were writing for parenting mm-hmm. blogs and green living mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. Why did mm-hmm. you why did you decide, hey, I'm not going to focus on this topic that I've been writing about for the last mm-hmm. two and a half years, but instead mm-hmm. I'm going to do this social media direct thing. Yeah, so there were a couple of reasons. So my my mom right site had a work with me page at that time, and uh, I was getting uh, uh, gigs through there. But social media direct, we wanted the both of us to be there, and mm. the mom rights with him on there would have been kind of awkward. We did think about that decision a lot, and we thought, you know, should we rebrand the mom rights or what should we do? And we also wanted to reach out to different businesses, you know, as well, and or you know, kind of expand our. Um, our niche and you know what we were known for so this kind of gave we kept the mom rights so i the mom rights was still there and i was still blogging on it and then we had social media direct where we were um where it was more a business side of it so then i started when people would approach us i would you know or my work with me page then started redirecting to social media direct got it so um so that kind of you know kept things clearer it helped people see that we're two of us and um you know and that it's it's a business, you know, and not just a part-time thing. We wanted, you know, you wanted to be taken seriously. So we kind of thought this would help us uh, reach out to businesses and say, okay, here's our site and not just send them to a mom blog. So, um, so what, yeah. what I also find interesting about this is you didn't just decide, hey, I'm going to start this interesting business that's completely unrelated and I don't mm-hmm. really have business going in that direction already. Mm-hmm. Um, you, mm-hmm. you are actually being asked to do, to provide a service. And then yes. you started thinking about how could I use this even more because it's a skill that I have and it's a skill that people have demonstrated that they want to pay for. Let's exactly. wrap this up. And I really love that concept of not just guessing at something, but this came out of hey, people were showing you that they were interested in this service. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think I would have done it. Um, I don't think I would have done it at all. In fact, if it, if it hadn't been validated before, if I hadn't had people tell me, Hey, you're good at this, you know, or, uh, you know, we really liked your guest post on there. And would you want to write for us? So, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, 
it was very well. I couldn't afford to take risks, Leslie. At yeah. that time, we had like, you know, I was in no position. And honestly, this was a decision where we really had nothing to lose. So like in the first year, I think all we spent was like $100. And that was on paying Bluehost for the hosting. Wow. And uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So and I we just hustled. We thought we thought we'd, we've already, you know, spent about a year working on our health and seeing how things would go and, you know, just really struggling. And so let's just give this like six to nine months and see how it turns out. And if it doesn't, he'll try and get back into the workforce or we'll figure something out. But right now we have nothing to lose. So let's just, let's just try this out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love that. And and I also kind of find it a little ironic, just uh, just saying that you started with a blog Mm -hmm. that was mom rights and it was Mm -hmm. a completely, totally different topic. And now what you're doing is providing Mm -hmm. writing services. I think that's just pretty awesome how how that kind (laughs) of came around. Now, are you still, do you still have that blog, mom rights? No, last year, early last year is when we shut it down. Because we Content Bistro, we rebranded to Content Bistro in 2015, and it was growing really, really rapidly. And I was struggling to uh, to do justice to both these brands uh, because it's not just the writing that I do for my clients; it's also the writing that I do for my readers. And I felt that I'm just not being able to keep up. And one of our core values is like you know having good work-life balance. So I just felt I wasn't, you know, walking the talk. I'm telling people that, you know, you, you should take breaks and you should, you know, um, take it easy on yourself and you should treat each season of life as it, you know, as it comes instead of trying to treat all of them the same. And here I was, you know, just trying to drag everything. So I thought about it a lot, but then, yeah, early last year is, I think when we, pulled curtains down wow okay um that's interesting because i found the same thing i had a biology blog as well and i was trying to do that and do Mm -hmm. become a blogger and i just realized that i wasn't able to serve my audience in the best way on either blog and if i wanted to do them fully both of them i wouldn't have the time with my family like i have now and so i i just had to make a similar decision so i applaud you for that decision because i I know it's a difficult thing to to let go of your baby oh yes oh yes absolutely absolutely yeah and again it was a it was a discussion that we thought about a lot we prayed over and we you know talked about it with a lot of our you know uh, like online friends who've been with us for a while and who've seen us through this journey and and yeah we felt that this was yeah the best thing to do all right so for, I, what, what yeah. i want to do now is i want to talk about how you grew it okay because mm-hmm, th- mm-hmm. this is back in yeah. uh 2011 that you decided all right yeah. time, time to do this seriously we're gonna hustle we're gonna make this happen and yep. now we're in 2018 a lot has happened then so yes. once, <laughs> once you made that decision uh, we are going to do this what i know you started reaching out to more clients but how did you mm-hmm. start to grow that business yeah, sure. So, uh, so the first year, like I said, we had no budget to spend on, you know, like Facebook ads. I don't think it were even a thing in 2011 or I, if, even if they were, I didn't have the money to spend <laughs> yeah. on them. But, um, so there was none of that, but what we did was cold emailing. I emailed a ton of people. I would look at, you know, I would do searches on Google. Okay. And then they look at business directories and also, um, look at, um, like, Go to go to a website, then 
use something like similar web or something to find similar sites and then, you know, find those and see and check out all of those sites in certain niches. Like, so, like I said, like parenting was my niche. So I looked at kids products, toys, you know, cloth diapering sites, uh, yeah, green living, all of those. And I would look at what was missing on their sites and I would email them a pitch which would talk about you know what I noticed on their side and how I could help them and you know if and also because I'd been writing for some uh, for other businesses I would include a few few links or attach a few samples and then um, say you know I'd love to talk about this with you so let me know okay wait wait, wait. Uh, stop right there because you just said like a whole lot that people are like oh man wait 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 wait. I want to I want to know more about this okay so you said you started cold emailing. This is something that I think intimidates a lot of people, and I'm gonna be real. It also intimidates me. I don't feel uh-huh. I don't feel excited about just cold emailing a number of uh-huh. people. Uh, uh-huh. So I want you to walk me through this process. You said you use a, a tool uh, called Similar Web. Can you tell me a little bit about that tool, really quick? Yeah. So that's like a really like a you know, fairly straightforward tool to use that helps you see sites that are similar to a certain site. So say you found, you've got become a blogger, you go in there, you want to see what are sites similar to those. So you go type in, become a blogger and it'll show you other similar sites. Yeah. Gotcha. So it, yeah. So it, now I use it for a lot of different purposes, but at that time I used it to find similar businesses. And I also use directories, business directories, a lot of them, um, were floating around on the web at that time. So I used that. And to be honest, the cold emailing idea actually came from a book that I'd read uh, called The Well-Fed Writer. So here's the thing with me. When I want to do something new, you know, I like to learn about it and know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So Peter Bowerman's book, The Well-Fed Writer, is one that I highly recommend for anyone who wants to get into paid writing. So, uh, uh, just really quick, read, how do you spell his last name? Yeah. Peter Bowerman. That's Bowerman, B-O-W-E-R-M-A-N. Okay. So, and yeah. So, so you, so, you got his book and then continue. From yeah. There? And then he talks about cold calling. All right. So now here's the thing. I'm in India. Uh-huh. Okay. And I was, I wanted to work with businesses in the U.S. and I had clients who were in the U.S. and I just wanted to focus on that. So uh, I couldn't do cold calling. And second of all, I'm an introvert. Mm. Picking up the phone and talking to a friend is a challenge for me. (laughs) So picking up the phone and talking to a stranger was out of the question. So cold emailing was my mix. You know, I thought this would work because I can email from anywhere in the world and I don't have to talk to someone. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm good with words. I can write. That's my thing. (laughs) So, (laughs) so that's how I came up with this. So I I want you to walk us through what makes a good cold email because I get a lot of cold (laughs) emails Mm -hmm. and they are Mm -hmm. mostly terrible. So can you talk Uh, about how to do that? Well, really quick. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. And what I would do is if any of the listeners want like one of the, like a sample pitch that I'd actually sent out, I've, it's part of my ebook, how to be a work at home mom, but I'll be happy to send them that pitch if they were to just email me after listening to the show. So I'll, so just to give them an idea. Awesome. Oh, yeah. So, uh, 
so yeah, so for a cold email to really work, it has to have a few key things. One, do your research. Know who you're emailing, use the person's first name, and also know why you're emailing them. So, you know, look at that site, look at their business, see exactly how you could help them, and then, yeah, and then reach out and, you know, um, uh, create and craft your pitch to them. Keep it short. Uh, make sure it's before you move on before you move on really quick (laughs) i have to overemphasize what you just said because of how important it is i can't tell you how many emails i get i actually get emails that say hey first name and i'm like (laughs) wait what in the world you don't even know who i am and and then they email me things that are obviously very irrelevant to my audience and it's so clear that they have no idea who i am or what i do that automatically yeah. is going to get turned down. So uh, what Perna just said, it's so important. Please listen to what she's spewing wisdom. <laughs> Hold on to that wisdom. All right. So do your research. Yeah, I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. This is so important and not just for landing clients, uh, Leslie. I need to emphasize that this is also for guest posting because that's, you know, doing my research is what helped me land guest posts early in the day when pretty much no one knew me on sites like Natalie Sisson's The Suitcase Entrepreneur. In fact, Natalie emailed me back and that's how I kind of formed a connection with her is and she said, you know, I love your pitch. I'm writing an article for, um, you know, another publication and would you mind if I included it as an example of what a good guest wow. post pitch should be yeah so you know really i mean you're absolutely right uh, research is super super important um the other thing i would say is make sure that your email does not have um does not have typos or anything else that makes you come across as unprofessional especially if you're pitching writing services because yeah that's not going to win you any clients um be yourself have personality uh don't like I have a I had a template that I would customize for every single client you know it's not just fill in the blanks but Mm. also you know adding things like if I noticed on their about page that they had a daughter who was the same age as mine I would say okay you know how's it going has your daughter started teething or you know just forming a personal connection with them and it really helped me because even if I wouldn't get like, even if they wouldn't be interested, they would email me back and say, you know, hey, thanks so much. And, you know, it's right now it's not what we're looking for, but we enjoyed hearing from you or something like that. Or get in touch with us maybe, you know, early next year when we have like we open up our marketing budget or something like that. So make sure that you really look at the site. It takes time. Customize that email. Customize your template and take take the time out to really show the value of your services. So if you're pitching them a blog post, don't just say, you know, your blog hasn't been updated in a while, but tell them what, when they bring you on, what is it really going to do for their business? You know, their customers are going to be more engaged. They'll have more authority. They'll gain more traffic because, especially if you are an SEO writer, which is what I used to do, uh, because you'll be optimizing that content for them, you know, so make it help them see the value of bringing you on i absolutely i i I gotta say i love that and you know (laughs) there have been a a very few number of pitches that i've received that i've actually responded with something that is not a template denial Um, Mm -hmm. and uh, what those emails have in common 
are exactly the elements that you are talking about right now. And the thing is, it takes more time to do this. So you're going to be emailing fewer people. But I would yes. have to believe that your yeah. your your success rate is going to be way higher than just mass mailing a bunch of people that you don't even know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so the first year, um, we by March 2012, in fact, when we completed our first year, we'd made, a, we'd not made a lot. We made a little over $21,000, but it felt like the 200K I'm talking about this year because 12 months earlier, we had nothing, like, you know, like, like nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, and so, so it was a start that, that 21K showed us that, yes, we can do this, you know, and we can really make this work. So social media management and blogging is what I, you know, started to be noticed for. And um, we, and it led to the opportunity to work with amazing entrepreneurs right off the bat, including like Andrea Ayers of Launch Girl Joy, um, and Samilov, Tishox and Ryder of Art of Simple, the Mogul Mom, and yeah, so many more. So, um, so yeah, that that was that went really, really well for us. So I want to ask about you, you said when you first started uh, getting offers, you didn't know anything about pricing and how much to mm -hmm. ask. And you called your friend and she helped you decide mm -hmm. on pricing. Can you talk to us a little bit about pricing um, in the early days of you providing these services? How do you determine that? Yeah, so we've always, deter you know, always tried to price according to the value. And this is not going to win me a lot of favors with a lot of the coaches out there, but um, I priced according to what I thought was my experience and my expertise. And I still do that. So it meant that I did take on a lot of gigs that weren't very high paying gigs, but I needed that experience, mm -hmm. you know, and I was really new in the industry and um, I needed to get beef up my portfolio i needed to get the experience that was you know working online and you know understanding how everything worked so i was really happy so i priced very very affordably and you know like it was yeah i don't remember right now exactly but it wasn't it wasn't a lot at okay. all and then i started increasing my and i would how we would work is mike and i and he's the he's the actual he's actually the number cruncher the number cruncher he's the number cruncher and uh he basically would do his research and say okay how to you know what are other people pricing their services at and also what is you know um what's the general trend so sites like you know awai um the american writers association um they would have you know those rate sheets and all um listed so it would give you an idea of what's a ballpark figure and when we were starting out we would be a little on the lower end because we needed both the gig and the and the experience so that's how we decided when we were you know um starting out is like if a client were to hire us he's going to pay this much because that's the experience and expertise he's getting on board Gotcha. Okay, so you have your price, whatever that is. You, your husband was mm -hmm. doing the research you, um, yeah. to, to see what is kind of like an average ballpark, mm -hmm. and you make your decisions. Mm -hmm. you, you're mm -hmm. you're uh, cold emailing a bunch of people. Uh, do you have any idea, like, uh, 
how many people you were emailing a week or a day or a month or anything of that sort at that time? Oh, yeah. On an average, I would say I would send out at least like 10 emails, 20 emails in the week. Okay. So, okay. yeah, uh, at the very minimum. And then I would follow up with people as well. So, uh, you know, because that is important. That's another thing. You know, a lot of us just send out those emails and then forget about them. But following up is crucial to, you know, you get as long as they've not said no, you know, you can follow up tactfully and um, appropriately without stalking them. Um, and what is that? What is that appropriate way? Uh, like, do I follow up the next day? Do I follow up in a few days? Mm -hmm. How does that work? So here's what we found has been, you know, pr it's worked pretty well for us as um, we follow up uh, the first time, like three to five business days after we've sent them uh, an initial email. Uh, so five after five business days, we send up another email saying, OK, hey, checking in. Is there something that, you know, do you have a question or uh, can we help you with, you know, help you make a decision? Do you want to hop on a call? Um so say we don't get any response from them um, after that, so then it's probably another um, week or so um, that we send them another email um, asking, you know, um, have you had a chance to go over our email? Uh, or if there's a if there's a quest, you know, if there's a particular article that we feel that would interest them, we include that and say, okay, you know, um, since we were mentioning talking about emails, um, here's something we thought that may be interesting for you, and uh, we send them a link to that, um, and so on. So um, we found that I think mm, we probably send out anywhere between five to seven. Um, follow-up emails okay yeah awesome okay yep. so now what's what's interesting <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> what what's what's interesting about this model is you know a lot, a lot of people when they think about blogging and they think about building a business for a blog they think about the passive stuff right so i am i am creating content people are finding me um and um hopefully some of them click on my affiliate link some of them purchase my products some of them join my email list and all that kind of stuff um and what you're saying is kind of going against that right it's not just create content for people to come it's actually going out to where people are on a consistent basis and pitching yourself and i think that is something that you know i i think especially for people getting started that is very important now, I, I would imagine that as you're uh, doing this more and more, mm -hmm. you probably end up having to pitch less and less. Is that what happened with you as you kind of grew your business? Absolutely. Ab yep, absolutely. So uh, once we kind of got known for, you know, uh, for blogging, for social media, and then try and started reaching out and saying, okay, hey, you know, I have a sales page. Would you want to write that? And referrals became our, you know, number one way of growing our business. And till date, you know, we get the most amount of business from, from referrals. And also, and this is really, really cool, is also from our blog, you know, because we still have a blog. 
you know, Content Bistro has an active blog where we share copywriting tips and content marketing tips and, you know, business building uh, strategies. And we've built up our email list and a lot of our clients are actually readers as well. So, so yeah, so that's, that's absolutely right. Awesome. Uh, so I was muted just now and I was saying awesome and I realized I couldn't hear myself. <laughs> Anyhow, so, okay, so now things are growing. Um, what kind of, well, do you have any systems in your business that you use to, to handle either bringing on new clients or, or dealing with referrals? What, what kind of systems did you have to build in order to grow your business from $21,000 to 10 times as much as that? <laughs> How, how does that yes. work in your business? So systems are super, super important. In fact, I recent uh, systems and processes both. In fact, uh, um, I recently shared on our blog, you know, about our business lessons, uh, seven lessons in our your seven of business. And one of this is to continue to focus on systems and processes. So some of our key systems is we've always had a marketing calendar or an editorial calendar to, you know, talk ensure that we're sharing content regularly. We know what kind of specials or promotions we're running. Uh, we know uh, what goals we're really going for. You know, do we want to, for that particular quarter, do we want to focus on list building or visibility? And if visibility or, you know, if whatever's the goal, then, you know, what are the actions we'll be taking for accomplishing those goals? So having a cal calendar, uh, is super super important it keeps you focused it helps you you know not spend the whole day um on facebook or pinterest or instagram in the name of research and it um it ensures that you know you actually get work done you you know you actually get out there and get work done again do not overthink this I still use an Excel spreadsheet as my <laughs> calendar. So you do not need to be very fancy. You do not need to go ahead and invest in expensive, shiny tools. All of that is great. But, you know, really, the important thing is implement. So uh, just just, to, so, just yes. to throw in there really quick. And for anyone that wants to do something like that, my main giveaway on my blog, my lead magnet, is a blog content calendar spreadsheet. So awesome. If, so if you Sorry, go to bloggingspreadsheet.com, yes. you'll get just what she spoke about just now which is really cool all right I, I cannot emphasize yeah i'm telling you you know that go ahead get that if you haven't already because it would help ensure that you share authority building content on a consistent basis without burning yourself out you would know what you're supposed to be writing when you're supposed to be writing it and you'd be able to actually implement it you know so um so yeah i Love think it. that's one of the processes second the other process is um is keeping a close watch on your finances. And this is where my husband and slash business partner comes in. And, you know, he knows exactly how we're placed each month and the month, you know, after that, because, uh, yeah, it's a cash flow and he knows, he knows exactly how much is coming in and what are our expenses and how much we need to make to make, meet our income goals for, um, for the quarter and then for the year. So, um, and that helps us, when we come back to our marketing calendar, we go, okay, so we can plan, say, a service special or we can launch a new productized service in this month and, you know, work with that. So, Love it. so that's really important. Keep an eye on your finances, people. We don't do debt, my husband and I. We do not pile on debt for anything, even for building our business. We've bootstrapped it. And 
if you want to, I mean, if that it's your personal choice again, but I'm telling you that don't let something like this stop you from growing your business, you know, just that, okay, if you, and again, you know, when you don't have the money, you get creative. So yep. um, that's, that's exactly what we did as well. Awesome. Any other uh, systems and processes that we should know about? Or is, are those like kind of two of the core things that you guys focus on? Yeah, those are the two things that we focus on for uh, for the business. The third thing that I would say that's uh, very important is um, is owning your calendar. You know, whether you use a paper planner, a digital calendar, or whatever it is, know how you're planning your time. So uh, one of the things that's worked really well for us is having team days. And I've talked a lot about this on my blog as well. But um, so we have team days and, and I have one, I have one day where I just work on content for our brand, for Content Bistro. Then I have three days for client work. Um, I have one day for marketing and, you know, um, learning activities. So that helps me ensure that everything gets done. Now, this may not work for you, but if it does, then go for it. But um but whatever system works for you, make sure that you figure that out. Figure out what's your best calendar management system and then and then work it. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Okay. So when someone wants to work with you, what's, mm -hmm. what's the process that they go through? I'm curious about that, that final aspect before we kind of wrap things up. Um, but what process do you walk them through in terms of, you know, are there certain kinds of emails they get? Uh, do you use mm -hmm. certain tools for managing the, the, the stuff that you deliver to them? How does that work? So, um, so I'm a conversion copywriter. So my process, I have a proprietary process called Conversion Brew. And it includes, um, we start with a, a deep dive. So once you sign us on, you know, for whether it's for sales pages or for emails or for landing pages, you know, we start with a deep dive where um, you fill out a fairly extensive questionnaire to help us understand exactly who your audience is, who's, you know, what's your offer all about, um, who are we talking to, what what are your values and vision, and, you know, how does that tie in with your marketing goals, all of that. And then we meet for a copy kickoff call where we go over that questionnaire, we plug in any gaps, and we get started with the audit. The audit includes, you know, we um, go over all your existing um, content, could be, you know, your testimonials from customers, survey results, you know, your if, if you've got any existing sales copy, et cetera, we go over all of that. We put it into a folder, and then I start my research. Research includes, you know, I not only go through your existing material, but I also interview any of your clients, you know, like uh, your existing clients or customers to understand really what, what was going on in their life that when they decided to work with you or buy your product or hire your services. I look at competition. I do a lot of review mining on Amazon and, you know, a lot of research. And then I start writing. <laughs> and was so all of that goes in and then I start writing and yeah, and then um, writing and editing. I have a full-time editor on board and we, uh, and she edits my copy. So when we, then we meet the client, I meet the client and I do the copy presentation and we go over the, yeah, and go over the copy. And if there are any changes, make those changes and 
Ta-da, we're done. Okay, so <laughs> I, I asked that question and I wanted you to go through that detail because I want to point out one thing, that when mm-hmm. it comes to the service that you provide, you take mm-hmm. this very seriously. This is not a, yeah. oh yeah, okay, send me what you want. I'm going to write up a quick article and send it to you or a quick sales page and send it to you. You take yes. this seriously. You have a very extensive process that you've probably honed over the the, yeah. the last few years of doing this. And I want to yeah. emphasize that, listen, if you are in a, a, or you're trying to launch a service-based business, be mm-hmm. all about that service and do it yes. well and and yes. and go above and beyond because just like Perna was mentioning, you know, in the beginning it was all about cold emailing and then referrals started picking mm-hmm. up and now that's the main way that well that's one of the main ways that they get business. Mm-hmm. That can't happen unless you take it seriously and you do it mm-hmm. well. So kudos to you for, you know, the the awesome business that you've built. I think it's just <laughs> fascinating it's a fascinating story and i wish you nothing but success i want to uh just really quick um talk about your blog and what you have going on over there i know you have some checklists and and so on so can Mm -hmm. you tell us a little bit about that yeah so the content bistro blog talks uh about copywriting it helps you you know become a better you know write better copy for yourself if you're the diy kinds it gives and it also shares a lot of uh, our productivity hacks and you know um business building strategies things that have worked for us and we hope that like i said you know like how we do follow-ups or you know how um how we manage how we plan our calendars and things like that so it is all about helping you build a high impact business without burning yourself out and i'm and i'm imagining by what you have here grab your free copywriting checklist for sales pages i have Mm -hmm. a sales page i want to make it awesome um i'm not sure all of the things i need to include in that sales page i can just go through this checklist and get it done and get it sounding good yeah, absolutely. In fact, my sales page checklist, uh, it outlines, um, uh, so we have a very food theme going on, you know, with content and bistro because we are foodies at heart who also love words. <laughs> so uh, my sales page checklist outlines something called the toppings framework, uh, which helps people who are just getting started with writing their sales copy. So you have a structure, so you know you're including all the essential elements. It is it's based on the framework that I use for my own, you know, um, for the sales copy that I write, but it's, it's leaner because, um, my full framework can get very overwhelming for anyone who's, you know, really new to copy. So, but this one will cover you and ensure that you've got all the crucial elements in place. All right. Well, I'm going to check that out. I want to encourage all of you that are listening to this right now, uh, to go and check it out over at contentbistro.com. Perna, Thank you so much for coming on here and just killing it. I know my audience is going <laughs> to love it, and I wish you all the best. Oh, thank you so much for having me over, Leslie. This was amazing. And again, if anyone needs any help with you know any of the things that I talked about, cold emailing, team days, whatever, um, just feel free to reach out to me via the site or find me on Facebook and send me a message there. Awesome. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Go and check her out at contentbistro.com you're going to get a lot of great content over there oh man this was awesome Uh, thank you for listening this was episode number 321 if you want the show notes very detailed show notes head on over to becomeablogger.com slash 321
one. I want to put in a quick plug for my dream team mastermind. If you are an advanced blogger and you want to take things to the next level, you want to be a part of a mastermind that's going to help you on your journey of taking things to the next level, come on over to becomeablogger.com slash apply to apply to be a part of that mastermind. And if you're just getting started, you want some help as you grow your business, go to bloggercoaching.com and check out the coaching club. But that's pretty much it for this episode. This is Leslie Samuel here from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless.